You know, I always like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 94 of the Top Sweet Wrestling Podcast. 94 episodes. Wow, man. So we're about to hop right on into this thing. We got a lot of TLC, NWA into the five pay-per-view previews, and a lot more to jump into. So we're not going to waste any time. Find me at linktr.ee slash two sweet pie. That's where all of my listings are for this podcast on Twitter as well at two sweet pod and at OMG Corey B. So we're going to jump right on into this thing. We got a lot of stuff to look at. First up. I'm going to start with the previews first, then get into a little bit of the news stories afterwards, and also some AEW NXT as well. We're going to start with TLC, ladies and gentlemen. It is this Sunday, and I got to say that I'm going throughout the wrestling week, and we get to Monday, and I'm going on Twitter, and I see that, wait a minute, TLC is this Sunday? Like, what? Where did that come from? And they have not they have not done a good job of building this pay-per-view. Like, we had a lot of matches that were just thrown onto the card. We've had some things that have been built up to, but not enough for my liking. But we're going to start with the very first match that we're going to break down. And we're going to start at the top here. Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. I really liked the Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan feud. I thought it was going somewhere. But now we're going to have The Miz step in for Daniel Bryan. And I don't necessarily mind Bray Wyatt versus The Miz. But it feels like uh, something that's being thrown in. That's exactly what it is. It feels like a throw-in match. And what we've done with Daniel Bryan and The Miz. I've liked that build. Obviously, Daniel Bryan and The Miz, they have that ongoing feud that's lasted forever now. So I don't mind it. It's just that it's obvious that okay, Bray Wyatt is clearly getting the victory here. That will be your winner. Hopefully it is a great match. And hopefully they do away with that stupid red lighting. My God. So moving on. We got Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. And my goodness. Speaking of feuds that are driving me crazy. They had dog food. Dog food. Excuse me. Pour it on Roman Reigns. Like, what are we doing here, man? If this is supposed to be your crown, quote unquote, crown jewels, or one of one of your stars of the SmackDown brand, what are you doing with him? This feels like okay. We go have Roman do a bunch of crap the whole year, and then when WrestleMania season uh, comes around, then we're gonna start doing some big things with him. Like, no. Do some big things with him now heading into the Rumble and WrestleMania season, man. Not this crap with Baron Corbin. I do not care about this feud whatsoever. But the only positive to come out of this is that Roman Reigns will win and this feud will be over. Roman Reigns will be your winner Ah, in this match. Excuse me. In this TLC match. I don't understand why they are having a TLC match. Uh, That just, I mean, look, that's beyond me. But... Moving on, women's tag team championships on the line, Kabuki Warriors versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. And I got to say that this build, like I've had a lot of problems with builds in on this pay-per-view. And this build in this match does no one any favors in my estimation. Ah, 
Asuka and Kyrie saying they need to be feuding with people who are actively going after the tag team championships, active tag teams, actual tag teams, and Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch are not. Charlotte Flair needs to be in a singles feud, and Becky Lynch needs to be defending the women's championship against somebody. So nobody is being helped out in this feud, in my estimation. What we did have to build to this feud was an excellent handicap match with Charlotte Flair and the, and the Kabuki Warriors. I don't like the fact that Charlotte Flair went 50-50 with them in a handicap match. And we had a uh, handicap match with Becky Lynch as well. But this should be an awesome matchup. Nevertheless, it's a TLC matchup. Now, this I understand because it has gotten quote-unquote personal. So, I understand why this is a TLC match. It will be a great match. And you know what, ladies and gentlemen? The Kabuka Warriors have been getting over on Charlotte and Becky Lynch the whole field. So that means that Charlotte Flair and freaking Becky Lynch are about to be the freaking tag champions. And that is going to set me off. But that's what's about to happen. Moving on to absolute views I don't like. Rusev versus Bobby Lashley. This has been a crap show the whole time. Like We got this divorce proceeding that happened on Monday Night Raw. Like... I'm just glad that this is over with, man. Because I am not interested in this feud. I, like, nobody I know is interested in this feud. And, like, can we just please move on from Lana? And, like, whatever, man. If they're going to keep Lana and Bobby Lashley together, whatever the case may be, then fine. Let's just move on from this feud. As for your winning this match in the tables match, Rusev got the upper hand on the go-home show. But I'm going to give Rusev the win here as well. So finally moving on to a build that I actually like, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. We've been having Alistair Black play knock knock for months now. Buddy Murphy knocked on the door and we have ourselves a feud built up. And this is one of the, probably the most underrated match on the card. You know what, a match that nobody's really talking about. And a match that I feel is a match of the night candidate. No special stipulations on it. It's just going to be two guys going at it and two guys that are going to tear down the house. As for your winner here, I am going to go with Alistair Black to pick up the victory here. So that should be an excellent matchup. Moving on to what should be another excellent matchup. Our tag team championships on the line, the New Day versus the Revival. I did not like that we're back here after the New Day won the championships from the Revival. I wanted to see somebody else get in on the mix, maybe Otis and Tucker, but that didn't happen, so we're here now. This should be an excellent matchup. Uh, as always with these guys, every time they get into the ring, it's a phenomenal matchup. The New Day just won the Tag Team Championships, so I'm going to have to give the New Day the win here to win over the Revival as well. We'll see how the feud goes going forward. Moving on to the final matchup, we're going to have a Tag Team Championship Open Challenge. The Viking Raiders, and we'll see who the challengers are. I'm going to give my estimation of who they will be. I'm going to go way out on the limb here and say the Usos will return to challenge the Viking Raiders for the Tag Team Championships. Ah, whomever the challengers may be, I'm going to go with the Viking Raiders to pick up the win here. It would be great because personally, I really miss the Usos. That's just me, man. I miss Naomi and the Usos and I hope to see them back. So we'll see how that goes. Viking Raiders will pick up the win here in my estimation, ladies and gentlemen. So, that is it for TLC. Hopefully, it's a good pay-per-view. It feels like a throwaway pay-per-view. TLC always tends to feel like that. But, we'll see how it goes. Moving on to NWA, ladies and gentlemen. NWA into the fire. Into the fire. I like, anytime I say that, I think about the theme song. 
but here it is and that's only one problem that i have with the build of this pay-per-view it felt like it really felt like some of the matches were just thrown together like there are some matches to where it, it they just got announced and seemingly out of nowhere not a whole lot of build to just just a couple of the matches and i didn't really like that but it is what it is what we have here is a good card and i'm very excited to uh watch it and we're gonna start right at the top here nick aldis versus james storm two out of three falls for the heavyweight championship uh, they will have their own referees james storm will have tim uh, storm excuse me nick aldis will have tim storm as his referee and james storm will have brian hebner as his referee for his fall if it goes to a third fall we will have a coin flip to determine the referee this should be a phenomenal matchup i've enjoyed the build to this matchup i enjoyed the interviews the the coinciding interviews that we had on the last episode of nwa power so i'm all in on this view as for your winner here i really don't think it's time to take that title off of nick aldis he's done an incredible job as champion and i think he will win this matchup in what should be a phenomenal matchup that i'm really looking forward to moving on nwa national championship on the line coke cabana versus aaron stevens versus ricky starks Aaron Stevens and Ricky Starts have had their back and forth as well. Uh, on and going even to the most recent episode of NWA Power, uh, question mark got involved. Aaron Stor Evan Aaron Stevens, excuse me, picked up the victory over Ricky Starks, and he's had some back and forth with Coke Cabana as well. This should be an excellent matchup. I like all three guys in this matchup, but as it stands right here, right now, you know what? I'm, this is another case where I don't think it's time to take the title off of Coke Cabana. I really think that Coke Cabana has done a good job in his short time as NWA National Champion. And I think he wins the match here. So, moving on to the NWA World Tag Team Championship. The Rock, the freaking Rock and Roll Express are the champions again in NWA. That is just so awesome to say. Uh, they will take on the Wild Cards, Thomas Lattimore and Royce Isaacs. And... Uh, it was great to see the Rock and Roll Express win the titles on NWA against the Wild Cards. What was a good match? I don't think it went uh, as long as I would have liked it to go on. But the Rock and Roll Express is here. And as for this matchup, I think it's going to be a great matchup. This one will go longer. But the Wild Cards, I really think that this was a moment for the Rock and Roll Express to win the championships and put over a really good tag team on the pay-per-view. The Wild Cards will become your new tag team champions and this should be an excellent matchup moving on the question mark versus trevor murdoch and i gotta say that it is the darndest thing that this question mark has gotten over with the nwa fans like this dude is way over and you know what it's hokey it's silly but you know what it's it, it's over i thought the people's elbow was hokey and silly but guess what that thing got over and the question mark is over obviously in this matchup i think it's going to be a really good matchup but the question mark has to win here the fans <laughs> absolutely love it so keep the momentum going here moving on we have allison k and ashley Vox. Uh, versus two of three of Melina's tribe, whether that be Melina, Thunder Rosa, or Marty Bell. And I gotta say that I really like this Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell alliance, and I absolutely love that Melina has gotten in on the alliance. And this has been a well built storyline. 
Now Melina goes at Allison K. Allison K goes back at Melina, and it'll be interesting to see what the heavyweight championship matchup is that comes out of this. But as it stands for this pay per view, it's Melina's debut in NWA. You know what? I I don't see why she wouldn't be in the matchup. So I'm going to say that to move the feud forward, I'm going to have to give the win to Melina. And my guess is that it's going to be Thunder Rosa. So Melina and Thunder Rosa will get the win. The feud will move forward. And I've enjoyed this feud. So I want to see more of it. Uh, Melina and Thunder Rose picks up the victory here to the last matchup of the night. Eli Drake versus Ken Anderson. Uh, this is an interesting matchup. Feels like one that just kind of got thrown together. But at the end of the day, this should be a good matchup. Eli Drake versus Ken Anderson. I like both guys. At the end of the day, I'm going to have to go with Eli Drake to pick up the victory here. Uh, we shall see what opens the show. Maybe this will be a show opener. I am not sure. But I expect it to be a good match. Eli Drake picks up the win. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for our reviews. We're going to move on to a few news stories before we hop into some AEW and NXT. So, the first news story we're going to hop into is Liv Morgan. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? We, we've been saying, where is Liv Morgan? Where is Liv Morgan? And there she was. We had a Vingenette run for Liv Morgan. And they said that it would be a new Liv Morgan, a makeover. For Liv Morgan, and that it would be coming soon. And I gotta say that my initial reaction was of shock because I was like, whoa, it's Liv Morgan. I got excited. But then as time wore on, I said, you know what, man? They really screwed this one up. So here's why I say that. I go back to uh, Sting, WCW, 96, if I'm not mistaken. Sting walks out on WCW, and the first thing we see of Sting, of the Crow Sting, like he came back. This was babyface thing, bright colored sting, and it was no more. And it was shocking to see sting in black, all black and white and black face paint. I'm not saying anything, not uh, interacting with the crowd. It was a shocking thing. And now that they've announced that Liv Morgan will have a makeover, it will not be shocking when she comes back. Like, we're going to be expecting some kind of brooding character. So it won't have the same oomph that a Sting had when it was like, whoa, that came out of nowhere. Now we're expecting Liv Morgan to come back out with a different character. That's not to say that it can't still be great, but the initial shock factor of seeing her in all black, ah, with however they're going to present her is kind of going in my estimation but at the end of the day it's great to see her back and i wish her the best so live morgan makeover i cannot wait to see what comes out of it moving on ladies and gentlemen we're going to move on to luke harper ah he was let out of his contract one of the he was the most notable name to go uh, from WWE and the question I have here of the recent uh, guys that was let out of their contracts but the question I have is where should he go next uh, when you look at the options I mean you got AEW out there you got New Japan out there Impact out there many options out there but here's the thing man I really think that Luke Harper never really like they never really used him up to his potential in WWE he had some good moments but as for where he should go I'm gonna say AEW and here's why 
AEW is in desperate need of a big man. Like, when you look at their roster, I'm not here to say that their roster is full of cruiserweights, but they do not have a larger-than-life, they don't have a lot of larger-than-life guys. I mean, like, Luchasaurus is the only larger-than-life guy in my estimation. So you need a big guy like Luke Harper, you need a guy, Brody Lee, you need a guy that can go. And this is the guy that is it, man. Luke Harper can go in the ring. He has the size. He has the look. And I'm all for him going to AEW. I actually hope that it goes down. I wish the best for Luke Harper in his career because he's an extremely talented big man. And, like, I hope it really works out for him wherever he goes. So, moving on to the final topic. Ah, Seth Rollins, ladies and gentlemen. We finally had the pairing with AOP. And... You know what? I'm down with it. They had the beat down. I talked about this last week, what a possible Seth AOP pairing could look like and how it would work. And they did the segment. And I obviously liked the segment. Seth Rollins just sitting in a chair in a van. That was weird. But they took the beat down on Kevin Owens. I liked the segment. And I liked the promo afterwards. This is the type of promo that I've been wanting Roman Reigns to cut on the fans for years now. Seth actually gave it to the fans and i loved every bit of it because that is the seth rollins that is the most entertaining seth rollins the whiny complaining i am better than you it is your fault seth rollins that's the seth rollins that i like and that's what we got and hopefully they do a great job with this pairing with a aop excuse me because it has a ton of potential uh, to get aop way over and to get seth rollins even more over than he already previously was so i'm very excited to see what that leads to so moving on ladies and gentlemen we're gonna break down aew we're gonna break down nxt like always like every week and we're not gonna waste any time aew up first we had john moxley versus alex reynolds that was a squash john moxley picks up the victory there but the story here was Jer jericho came out with the inner circle they surrounded the ring shield style. They didn't get on an apron, but they surrounded the ring. And Jericho had this promo with Moxley talking about how Moxley came to him for advice to get over. And how Moxley, uh, how Jericho made Moxley a main eventer. And it was a really good promo. It was serious Jericho for once. And I thought that it was well done. Promo would end with Jericho offering John Moxley a spot in the inner circle and I, I gotta say that I really like the NWO uh, shirt teaser. Like, you just put on this shirt and you're a part of the group. And <laughs> I really like that. Hey, that's just me. But it was a interesting way as we build, obviously, build to Jericho versus Moxley. So, uh, it was a very interesting way to build up to that. I obviously enjoyed it. Next up, we had Cody and QT Marshall versus Butcher in the Blade. And I gotta say that. This it has been an interesting build for Butcher and the Blade, and I want to see how, how it would all turn out. Uh, we got to see Blade, from, formerly Braxton Sutter in Impact. He, he can go in the ring. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, he had a nice tope over the top rope. The crowd was really into that. The crowd was really into QT Marshall. How about this guy? He had an insecure. He barely, he barely made it over the top rope for the tope that he hit. So... <laughs> Toward the end of the match, man, it got kind of sloppy with QT Marshall. His crossroads was sloppy as well, but the crowd was really into him. As for the end of the match, Butcher and the Blade would pick up the victory. They had to win there. 
Uh, so I'm glad that they got the victory there. Uh, after the match, Darby Allen comes down, shakes Cody's hand, and do we have a Darby and Cody alliance? I'm very interested to see where that goes. So moving on, speaking of Cody Rhodes, we had MJF come down and he cut a scathing promo on Cody Rhodes, talked about the guy's lisp, and I gotta say that, when you said that, I was like, oh man, did you have to take it there? Such a heel that MJF is, called him fake, and it was a really good promo in uh, a great way to continue this build with MJF and Cody. Said that he would announce stipulations to their matchup or stipulations that he wanted for them to have a matchup next week, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm very interested in this feud to see where it all goes. Moving on, we had a very funny Dark Order video persuading Alex Reynolds to join the Dark Order. I got to say that these videos have been done really well and I've enjoyed every bit of them. Uh, after that, we had Big Swole versus Emmy Sakura. It was great to see Swole in AEW making her main roster debut or her main show excuse me debut ah uh, this was a match that started slow I uh, did well it didn't start slow we had the traditional build up and I got to say that that's the thing that hurts the women in AEW like half of the roster or 90% of the roster wrestles like cruiserweights in my in opinion and that's what people have become accustomed to with AEW so the women in my estimation Russell's the traditional we're gonna start slow here and build up the drama and that's part of the reason why you see a lot of people talk about well AEW women they don't have it together and I'm like no they do have it together they just don't wrestle like the rest of the roster does where it's just fast and no build up in the match so that's just my opinion on why you know a lot of people are disconnecting with the AEW women Big Swole picks up the victory here I absolutely like the match the only thing that I didn't like was the mic stand that Emmy Secure kept messing around with. That kind of slowed down the match, in my estimation. Moving on to Kip Sabian versus uh, Kip Sabian and Sean Spears versus Hangman and Kenny Omega. Had a commercial break to start the match. That really slowed down the match, in my estimation. But uh, this was a good matchup. Penelope Ford shined really bright in this matchup. At the end of the day, Kenny Omega was cleaning the house. We had a appearance from Joey Janela in this match. Tied up poor old Tully Blanchard. That got Sean Spears out of the ring. And Kenny Omega was about to end the match. Hangman Page sneaks in with the tag. Tags his way in and picks up the victory. And we are on the way to a Hangman versus Omega feud, it would look like. So I'm very excited about that. Moving on, Sammy Guevara versus Luchasaurus. Chris Jericho was on commentary. This didn't go very long. Luchasaurus picks up the win. I like that they had tried to have Sammy Guevara use his speed here in this matchup. But Luchasaurus picks up the win. We had a nice brawl afterwards. Marco Stunt had the pin. Ah, we had the cover uh, as Jungle Boy picked up the pin on Chris Jericho. They went at it uh, with Chris Jericho. So I'm very excited to see how that works out. I'm very excited with this build. Hopefully, Jungle Boy gets the victory next week. So, moving on to the main event, Proud and Powerful versus the Young Bucks. Uh, we had a hot start right at the gates. Brandon Cutler was put through a table. We had the Indy Taker on Sammy Guevara and multiple spots in this matchup. Uh, I really like the fact that they brought out a Dallas Cowboys helmet. That was done really well. I thought that that was very funny. 
and multiple table spots as we headed into the commercial and i gotta say that this was an excellent matchup at the end of the day the Meltzer driver through the chair will pick up the victory for the young bucks this was a very fun main event and this was a very good addition of aew as we move on to NXT, ladies and gentlemen, AEW is going to be phenomenal next week. They've already set up the tag team title matchup with the Young Bucks as well. And so is NXT. As we move on to NXT, we had Angel Garza versus Leo Rush to open the show. This was an incredible matchup. The matchup of the night. Yes, I'm not going to even hesitate about that. It was the matchup of the night. Uh, Leo Rush had rushed him to start the match. No pun intended. And I really liked uh, Leo Rush's springboard moonsault to the outside. That was done really well. The match really picked up when Angel Garza hit a Spanish fly off the top rope. Uh, and this was a phenomenal matchup. I think the Leo Rush frog splash to the outside was just crazy that he missed. That was crazy. Angel Garza would pick up the win with the full Nelson. And the crowd just popped for it. An incredible incredible matchup as we move on ladies and gentlemen raul mendez versus cameron grimes i gotta say that this was a short matchup and i didn't like the kushida interference and i didn't even more i didn't like the raul mendez victory here as i feel like cameron grimes needs to be stacking up wins as we build to grimes versus kushida that's just my opinion a very short match moving on travis banks versus jackson Riker. Excuse me, I was a high tempo matchup, but I really felt that both of these matchups, including this one in Mendez and Grabs, really suffered from the first match going very long because these matches were very quick and not really much to get invested into. Travis Banks picks up the very surprising victory as we build towards Kalai. Moving on, ladies and gentlemen, Miriam versus Dakota Kai. Uh, this was fast paced. This was a good matchup. We had me and him putting the beat down early. Uh, we had a nice cold blue for me and him. They got a great near fall. And I really like the heel Dakota Kai going for the knee brace and using all sorts of heel tactics. She would win the match after undoing the top turnbuckle, rams Dakota, rammed Dakota Kai's face into it and picked up the win. But the match would not stop there, or the fight, excuse me, would not stop there. We had a Mia Yim beatdown on Dakota Kai. We had a sick back body drop through a table, and it looked like Dakota Kai hit her head on the top of the other table, and that was a sick spot. Gladly, both ladies were just fine after that spot. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we had two, two matches that were, again, nothing about them. There were just, you know, three, four-minute matchups that you couldn't really get involved into. Brazango versus the Singh brothers. Uh, Brazango would pick up the win there. And we had Bianca Belair versus Caden Carter. This is really a showcase for Bianca Belair. She picks up the win. She gets back on track. I really think that they need to be doing more with Caden Carter. That's just my opinion. So moving on. We had the main event. Uh, excuse me. And it was Keith Lee versus Chomper versus Balor. And before the match, I said that, look, man, Keith Lee needs to win this match under all circumstances. Like, nobody else needs to win here. So what we got here was an excellent matchup. Uh, the Keith Lee slingshot crossbody 
over the top rope to both guys. That was incredible. We had some incredible spots in this matchup. A Kit Lee double suplex as well. But the spot of the match, ladies and gentlemen, was the Kit Lee electric chair while Chumpa had the air raid to Balor. And like it, it was a sick spot. You just one that you have to see for yourself to display the strength, the massive strength of Keith Lee. It was so well done. And this was an exciting matchup. It would end as Finn Balor would hit the coup de grace to Keith Lee. And he would pick up the victory there. And I got to say that I am not mad about Balor getting the win. But I'm disappointed because Keith Lee was the guy that stood toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Keith Lee was the guy that was being built up. Keith Lee needed the victory here. And I understand that some people may say that, you know what? Let's give it, some, let's give it a chance. Maybe it's long-term long storytelling, excuse me. And I understand that, but we could always have that with Keith Lee getting the win. And just so happens that he loses the title match. Then we can have some long-term sto- long storytelling. Excuse me, say that three times fast. But Keith Lee should pick up the victory. Balor picks up the victory instead. It should still be an excellent matchup ah, for the championship with Adam Cole. So that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for the NXT and AEW review. That is it for the Two Sweet Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at OMG. Uh, Corey Beaton at Two Sweet Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to talk wrestling, anything more, hit me up, ladies and gentlemen. I am.